98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Julian Quayle. The top stories. The foreign ministry labels the 12 Hong Kong activists detained on the mainland separatists. Health officials say they're pleased there have been so few positive test results from the government's mass virus testing scheme. And the secretary for the civil service says future testing schemes will be far more targeted. The foreign ministry says 12 Hong Kong people who are detained as they tried to flee to Taiwan by a speedboat are separatists who've been trying to split Hong Kong from China. Sean Kennedy has more. Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua Chanying made the allegation on Twitter as she responded to her opposite number at the US State Department, Morgan Otagas, who said the plight of the 12 showed Hong Kong's worsening human rights situation. Ms. Hua responded by dismissing the suggestion that the 12 are activists and called them elements attempting to separate Hong Kong from China. The 12 were arrested three weeks ago by the Coast Guard and taken to Shenzhen. 11 had previously been charged with protest-related offences in the SAR and one had been arrested under the national security law. Yesterday, family members of some of the activists held a press conference where they complained they had not heard from them since the arrests. They also complained that lawyers have been appointed without their knowledge and pleaded with Hong Kong authorities to help bring them back to the SAR. Council Front lawmaker Chu Hoi Dick, who's helping the families of those detained, says he thinks the 12 detainees are being used as bargaining chips. What Ms. Hua is trying to do is just the beginning. She is putting a label of advocates of Hong Kong independence to these 12 people in order to gain political benefits between his argument with the U.S. government officials. And I think for the next step, Beijing will continue to put fire in this narrative by maybe putting them on television to confess their so-called crime of supporting whatever political cause. The Centre for Health Protection has admitted that the positive rate for the universal voluntary testing scheme is not very high, but says that's actually a good thing. Critics have questioned the scheme's effectiveness with only 26 coronavirus cases so far detected out of nearly 1.7 million tests. However, the centre's Dr Chuang Shuk Kwan says the low figure shows that there aren't that many silent carriers in the community. The proportion of new cases detected is not very high. To me, it's a good thing. This signifies that there are not many silent carriers or infection in the community. But it also proves that there is indeed some cases in the community. So we have to be vigilant to keep up our personal hygiene. Meanwhile, health officials reported 19 new COVID-19 cases today, eight of which were imported. They came in from India and the Philippines. Of the 11 local cases, the source of infection for three remains unknown. The three are a domestic helper in Lai King, an elderly man in Zhengsha Wan, and a patient in Tunmun Hospital who tested preliminary positive yesterday. Dr Chuang from the CHP says one new patient was only found to be connected to an earlier man who tested positive because he didn't tell officials that they had eaten together. She says this is unavoidable. This is an inherent problem and difficulty we encounter during contact tracing because we need the patient to recall as much as possible the details, movements during the preceding 14 days, which is expected not easy for some people because they may not have a diary or records of previous movements. Unless we have a 24 recording of all their movements, which is not possible even in many places of the world. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nipp, says the government will focus on testing people seen as high risk. Now the universal testing scheme for COVID-19 is coming to an end after two weeks.
Speaking after attending RTHK's City Forum, the minister said he expects the scheme will have processed more than 1.7 million people when it ends tomorrow. He urged people to grab this last chance to get tested for free. Mr Nip was asked if the government will hold mass testing again if there's another spike in coronavirus infections. This is a one-off universal community testing program to help us to understand the infection situations in the community and also to identify and isolate those infected, especially those asymptomatic cases, so as to help us to end the current epidemic. So in future, with the enhanced and increased testing capacity, I'm sure that we will focus on target group testing or to do rapid and large-scale testings when there are cluster outbreaks. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. The government says it will give out a second batch of free reusable masks to all registered Hong Kong residents from tomorrow onwards. In a statement, it said people can expect to get them in the mail or at their doors within three days of receiving an SMS message from Hong Kong Post. If they are unavailable at the time of the delivery, they can also collect the washable masks from a designated post office. A police officer has been charged with common assault for allegedly hitting his girlfriend at her home in Kuantong last month. The 28-year-old officer was off duty when the incident took place. He will appear in Kuantong court tomorrow, Monday morning. It's understood the 29-year-old woman is also a member of the force. The police say they got into a quarrel because of relationship problems and she had to be taken to the hospital because of an injury. But no mention was made with regards to her job. The force say they put great emphasis on the discipline of officers and no illegal behaviour is tolerated. The DAB has called for changes to consumer protection and competition laws to stamp out what they describe as sneaky practices used by major supermarkets. The party's supermarket prices concern group says they observe prices being raised before being restored to their original price days later and then labelled as discounts. The group also noticed products were priced at the same in competing supermarket chains. The party's Lao Tinching says they're concerned about these practices because the government is calling on supermarkets to offer discounts and cash vouchers to the needy in exchange for receiving wage subsidies as part of pandemic relief funds. That's the problem. What we pointed out was that they can't make sure those discounts are true discounts and they might be using their original strategies of increasing the price first. So we think that it is of paramount importance that the government do something and increase public awareness so that we can monitor the situation together and to the uh, two huge supermarkets, Park and Shop and Welcome. We think that they should uphold their corporate social responsibility. An American soldier who received a surprise pardon from the Philippine president, Rodrigo Duterte, for the murder of a transgender woman has now been allowed to return to the United States. More from the BBC's Celia Hatton. Scott Pemberton was found guilty of killing Jennifer Loday in a hotel room in 2014. Ms. Loday's relatives have told local media outlets they feel betrayed by the president's decision to grant a pardon. The family and the Philippines Department of Justice had been petitioning for Mr. Pemberton to serve his full 10-year sentence. The Philippine Foreign Secretary, Teddy Loxin Jr., said the United States had not asked for Mr. Pemberton to be granted a pardon. Critics of Rodrigo Duterte's decision to release the U.S. Marine said it fuels perceptions that visiting American troops are not subject to Philippine laws. 
Thousands of anti-government demonstrators are gathering in the Belarusian capital Minsk on the fifth consecutive Sunday of protests against the long-standing leader Alexander Lukashenko. The security forces, who are out in large numbers, have already detained several hundred of those heading to the protests. The Belarusian authorities say 114 people were detained in demonstrations led by women yesterday. The UN special reporter on Belarus, Anais Maha, said there were two possible outcomes to the protests. Either the protests will die out. The second option, which is quite likely, is that there is a radicalization of the movement. And this is extremely dangerous because any kind of provocation or incident can lead to more violence and violence on the part of the protesters who have mostly been peaceful. But should they respond to the violence used against them by the anti-riot police, then there is a risk that the authorities will be ready for a blood. Ireland's Foreign Minister Simon Coveney has urged the British government to change tack over controversial bland legislation that has severely strained relations with the European Union. The bill could see the UK breaking international law over the treaty that governs its departure from the EU. Mr Coveney said Britain's reputation was being damaged in a very serious way. The proposed law would conflict with the Brexit Treaty's protocol on Northern Ireland. The UK Justice Secretary Robert Buckland defended his government's proposal. We are absolutely a rule of law country, always have been, always will be, but we are also a country where our parliamentary sovereignty has returned to us by Brexit and as voted for by the British people in the recent general election also matters hugely and that is what this bill is all about. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Foreign Ministry levels the 12 Hong Kong activists detained on the mainland separatists. Health officials say they are pleased there have been so few positive test results from the government's mass virus testing scheme. And the Secretary for the Civil Service says future testing schemes will be far more targeted. The news from RTHK. And right back to it. 1984. The man recorded all the lead backing vocals and percussive sounds himself. Here's Billy Joel in The Longest Time. For the longest if you said goodbye to me tonight, there would still be music left to write. What else could
Legislation on national security in Hong Kong is designed to safeguard national sovereignty, security, and development interests. It will also ensure that Hong Kong becomes a safer, more stable city. The legislation is aimed at an extremely small minority of those whose behavior and activities pose threats to national security. It will not affect the legitimate rights and freedoms enjoyed and exercised by Hong Kong residents in accordance with the law. National security law preserves one country, two systems, and restores stability. Radio 3. Elton John's lyricist, Bernie Taupin, wrote the song as a love letter to his wife at the time, Tony Russo, who is the sister of actress Renee Russo. And little little fact, the harmonica in this song, played by Stevie Wonder. Don't look at it like it's forever. Between you and me, I could honestly say that things can only get better. 